Ice tea. Go a cappella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill, living on the mead streets of Beverly Hill. I have I love it. you way better than a lot of rappers that are making yes. records right now. She is Olivia Munn. Drop my name as much as you can. By the way, say. I am a first class name dropper. The great legendary John Madden, and then on the phone, Steve Marriott. She's. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the thing. You watch a guy. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're playing this. Mooch, how did you sniff that out so quickly? I I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. Through three weeks of the 2012 preseason, we are... Now, eight days away at the taping of this show from the opening of the regular season of the National Football League in 2012. Cannot be more fired up that the regular season is right around the corner. And this show, uh, we're excited for uh, for the playing season. We are going to kick it off with a podcast special on television on Thursday night after the Giants And Cowboys kick it off right here on NFL Network, a 10 p.m. Eastern one-hour time slot for this show. Chris Brockman, that is a... How about that, That's what they call the sweet spot. Love it. It's the kickoff special of this show. Chris Law, Chris Law, we've got a good lineup, do we not? Great lineup uh, for this special. Looking forward to it. Uh, We are, as uh, as we currently sit here, Aaron Andrews of Fox Sports, formerly of ESPN. What would uh, Jim Moore Sr. call her? Uh, a fox. A fox sports. On fox, right. There you um, go. <laughs> and um, so uh, we'll have her on, and we can put to rest for you, Brockman, your non-invite, non-phone call the night that uh, Law and I hung with her and her sister that post is, Adam that, Sandler. Yeah. Three's, uh, three's a ca- movie crowd, Rich. Party. Yeah. Oh, thanks. We'll but, put that to rest, right. and we'll also, we'll also put to rest this... Uh, this, I guess, charade that, that Chris story? Law has been trying to perpetrate, uh, saying that the fish story of how bad um, Aaron Andrews gave it to him at that party that night for uh, misconstruing her for Jen Brown <laughs> of ESPN Thursday <laughs> Night College Football fame. Uh, you call it a fish story. I call it accurate. Right. I, ca- I call it the facts. Okay. Yeah, and I know we'll I put all there. of this to bed when, or to rest, let's put it that way, when okay. Aaron Andrews comes of on course. the show. Uh, for a fellow Maine person Mainer? is that what you call her we, we call everyone a down easter a down easter well, I mean, right? she's from she's, well down east is a different part she of really Maine. is a floridian but i mean right. she's born in she's, she's born. born in maine and you know what i i actually i'm not born in maine but i do call myself a mainer right. having lived there okay. most of my you life you still have the area code i still have the area code on my, st- my cell phone i do too uh, so aaron andrews nas rap empresario nas legend rich will join the uh will join the podcast we'll hook marshall falk up with him yes um that'll be fun uh, Ryan Lochte, gold medal swimmer for the United States of America. He will join this podcast. And um, the return of the legend from the booth. Oh, nice. Jim Brockmeyer. People have been asking for Brockmeyer, I think, more than anyone. Well, Brockmeyer is going to preview this season. Normally he comes on and does plays of the week. But uh, as you know, there's many storylines this season. And, uh, and Brockmeyer is going gonna, is gonna to come along. And again, that's 10 p.m. Eastern time. Mark your TiVos right now. 
Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. If you're if September the Demo- if the finale of the Democratic National Convention does not float your boat, I yeah. think you'll be through the whole political ringer by that point in time. You want to do something different, something else. Right. Turn over to us. 10 p.m. Eastern time, the Thursday after the uh, kickoff of the season. So the season kicks off on the on the fifth on NBC. Wednesday. Dallas at Giants, a game that both Hakeem Nix and Des Bryant say they will be playing in. Uh, those those uh, those teams will kick it off on Wednesday. Then on Thursday night, the kickoff special. Other guests to be arranged. Well, if you'll notice, we've we are going to get uh, a player or two on, but yes. we haven't stated any names because, as we know in this business, until yeah. they are but in, in the chair <laughs> right. and right. sitting there. You can't guarantee Correct. anything, but That's we have some great names coming potentially. And all of those uh, guests that we just mentioned will be audio podcasts for all of you international listeners and those of you who are um, still in the steely grip of Time Warner Cable uh, or Bright House, the uh, sort of lapdog of Time Warner Cable. Um, these will be full audio podcasts. Still By the way, there's week. still time to transfer your cable. Well, there is. You well, want. there's some people that can't <laughs> that can't get the dish, or for some reason, Verizon FiOS, AT and T, Uverse doesn't float their boat, or they don't Drive have TV. the ability to do it. Well, whatever. The bottom line is, uh, they'll either be the you, you can either follow it on audio or television, or that's the best of both worlds with this show. Both. We are not going to have a weekly television show during the season because of the 13 weeks of Thursday Night Football. It's just an impossibility with my schedule to do so. And I'm sad but happy as well because I think we are all we're all yeah. busting at the but seams But we will here. be doing specials, like the kickoff special. I think our next one will be Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving week, There'll yep. be a playoff special in early January. I don't know if that's been determined than a Super Bowl special. Yes. That's, that's the way the television show is going to move forward from, from here on out. Uh, for the foreseeable future, but the audio version of the show will roll on. Will remain. Okay. Each week we'll do our best to put together a good show for you. The three of us will uh, come your way, talk about what we've heard and seen from the previous week's action, get you set for the following week's action, get a player of note from the previous week's action or in a marquee matchup to come. And uh, we'll always, as you know, keep our our nose to the celebrity grindstone to get the the best guests for you. That is the way this show is moving forward. On this show, we've got the AFC East preview. We've been breaking down each division, previewing it for you slowly but surely. We have reached the halfway point. Uh, Brian Billick did both the AFC and NFC North. I must get him cigars, by the way. Yes, cigars, a copy of the book signed. Something. Something else. Okay. And um, and the NFC East, uh, Michael Lombardi did that for us previously. He now will join us on the show for the AFC East. Michael Lombardi, not from Maine either. No, but he is, uh, <laughs> he is a guy who's locked in with the Patriots, as we all know, from his years with Belichick. He knows he's got, a, he's got his ear to the ground there. Um, and what was that story that Sap had in his book about uh, yeah, Belichick wanting with the Browns? Yeah, I don't think they're too happy that that got out there. But, yeah. Um, We'll leave that to Sap to tell. Sure, of course. I just thought it was interesting. Well, Sap has told it here. He's told it here, but uh, I didn't know he he had told it to Scott Van Pelt or somebody else. He 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 let that cat out of the bag in his book too, which people should go get as well. We always support our friends here on the show. Um, And uh, what else do we have to hit before we get to Lombard? Just everything. Russell Wilson's a starter in the National Football League. A lot of news. That's going to make five rookie week one starters. Five. The last time that happened is before nineteen fifty. Wow. It's been over 62 years since five rookie starters were on the field in week number one. That is unbelievable. I mean, I know everybody wants their own Ryan, their own 
uh, sure. Big Ben, that everybody has seen how it's worked. Flacco, a lot of these kids do come off of college camp. Dalton last year and, and are very successful, and everybody's trying to catch that lightning in a bottle. Russell Wilson, everybody thinks these preseason games are meaningless. He won the job. He played amazing. Well, Rich, I mean, you're not foreign. Last Friday night, he won the job. He flat out won the job. Well, you're not foreign to Big Ten well, football. I watch City. it all the time. You watch it. I, I, I not to. I mean, is he, is he really a Big Tenner? I mean, he, he's. I mean, he spent three years last in the year. ACC. He sliced I know and I know that he was the I Big mean, Ten Player of the Year. I was high on him. He doesn't play he Big Ten good. football. Is what you're saying, basically? No, what I'm saying is he came. He spent. <laughs> he spent his entire career in the ACC. And you know, but hey, bottom line is, yeah, he's a. Wisconsin They're saying now, out of all the risk rookie quarterbacks, he's going to have the best year, which is amazing. Well, everybody when they drafted him in the third round, everyone's like, hmm, they got Tavares, they signed Flynn. What's this kid going to do? And we had Pete Carroll on uh, on on our training camp live, and they had the Bee Gees guy. And I asked him if he if yes, Charlie Whitehurst, Charlie Whitehurst, Charlie Whitehurst. and or uh, uh, Jeff Schaefer, uh, yes, Jeff Schaefer of the the league on FX calls Clipboard Jesus, Clipboard Jesus, yeah. and um and uh, I asked him if he could have a shot at the title, and he didn't say no, but that's what Pete Carroll says: always compete. That's what he says, right. and you know what? The competition spit out a rookie from the third round. And everybody thought, well, they gave Flynn all this money. They're not going to make him sit. If it works in the salary cap, do you think Paul Allen can find that change somewhere else? I mean, seriously. Probably in his couch. Saw your tweet, which was great. (laughs) I think I said at Paul Allen. It's really at Paul G. Allen. So I think some like like dudes like, why is everybody talking about me? I've only got three followers. You know, he had like the the, that that egg as the avatar. You know, all those new Twitterers (laughs) always have the egg as a, you know, at any rate. um, That's a major story that it's going to be five. Uh, starters. Here's what I want to know: what and, do you, How many of those five do you think end the season as the starter? Great question. Who knows? Because it's Weeden, Tannehill, the two top guys. I think it's Luck and RG three will definitely finish. Yeah, the season. right. So it's. If it, I, are you I talking about injury? Or are you talking about like if, if, if performance if, if, over under oh, over under two and a half? I think come heck or high water, it's. We, I mean, I say over two and a half. Over. I'm going over because yeah. if you can figure Luck and well, RG are going to finish who else, the year, who else? Unless they take an absolute beating to the point where they are they they are flat out regressing. I think they're all. I mean, why would the Dolphins start Tannehill and yank him from Matt Moore? And why would Cleveland yank Brandon Whedon to go back to McCoy? I yeah. think it just is what it is. Yeah, and they're going to have to take their lumps and go through with it. And Russell Wilson, that's the one guy. If he doesn't do well, they've got to go with Flynn. Right. Because that division should be, you know, kind of wide open. I don't know. Of. I think the Niners are, are right now. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them. I have been looking at them as my NFC champion. They well, got the carved whole, by the, Peyton Manning. Carved. We carved. Did, we, well, we talked about this before. Uh, by Peyton Manning. Super this past Bowl prediction. Week. Do you have? Do you have? Not a, yet. A, not yet. Here's what I'd like to do with you guys. Here's what I'd like to do with you guys. Maybe we throw this open to our followers as well. And let's have a contest because I, I I love doing this. Let's choose uh, Super Bowl winner, okay? Super Bowl matchup, matchup, yep. winner, MVP, comeback player of the year, and rushing champion, rushing champion. Write this down. So Super, Super Bowl, Bowl matchup, okay? And you got to give a winner, right? MVP, MVP, coach of the year, coach, right? Okay. You want to do comeback player of the year? That's. What, I mean, no, we're getting no, a little NFL that. honors. Okay, no, 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 no. Co- MVP, coach of the year, rushing, rushing champion. champion. And then we throw it open to our followers on Twitter. Right? Yeah. Right. Tweet at the Eisen podcast. Don't tweet us. Yeah. Right. Tweet at the Eisen podcast. If you tweet it at us, we will not. 
That's the last thing. To be very honest, our timelines are very fragile, <laughs> right? Tweet it at the Eisen Podcast. Mine's not that fragile. Yes, it is. I'll, fragile. Take, I'll take Will you em. take them? We'll, we'll take the tweets, Rich. We can I'll use I'll take it. the tweets. All right, I'm trying to save oh, you these tweets. Well, I mean, look, we don't have Let's do it. Let's do this. Followers. Let's do this. Let, let's get a... Um, let's do this. Okay. Let's get a, a unique, though, uh, hashtag so we can just search the hashtag as well and know that it's so there. What, so what, what, just, uh, what do you want? R.E.P. S.B. Picks. Super Bowl Picks. Dude, I can't R-E- even figure that's an eye chart. What is that? No, no, no. Just go Eisen Picks. No, R.E.P. Picks. R.E.P. Picks. There you go. R.E.P. Picks. R.E.P. So two P's. R.E.P. Picks. Right. Right. Okay. All right. And then that's that. And let's let's have a competition. When do you want to do this by? When let's say uh, they, 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 they got to be, right? be in by kickoff. Yeah. Got to be in by kickoff. Yeah. When are we going to do it? When you want? We'll do it the next. We'll our do next, ours on our next show. Our next division, which is going to be. Uh, we have Erin Andrews coming up. We're going to release her because we're going to. We have to tape some of these guests prior to the TV special. Yeah. We can't get we'll, them all on later up. this week. Later yeah, this so week on the next later one. This on the next one, we'll we'll reveal ours on the next one. Great. And this will be good. This will be good. What's the winner get? That might have sounded like we just came up with this right off the top of our head. We did. We just did. Winner gets. We'll get back to you on that. We're gonna we're gonna get <laughs> you something this? good. How about this? Winner gets to be on the show, uh, Super Bowl. Because hmm. all, all of this will well, be determined. Well, can't be on right? the show Super Bowl week because we will be yeah. at the well, venue. Yeah. the week after, so we can't get remotes on. But week yeah, after. no, no, no. It'll, it'll be early. Well, but the, it'll this be audio. We'll already know. Yeah, we'll know who the winners are sometime in the off season. Let's yeah, put it that. It's got to be the week after February. Super Bowl. When Winner we can on the show. Right. Declare the full. Figure it out. We'll figure it out. We're working our way through it. We're workshopping. We're spitballing. Efforting. We'll tell you what, download the next episode for the full details (laughs) and announcement. uh, By the next episode, we might have a website and a Twitter page. Who knows? (laughs) Very good. Um, And also, speaking of the T-shirts, bustedtees.com slash loyalist. That's a mouthful. Or you can go to at puntersofpeople2.com. You can go to puntersofpeople2.com as well. And it'll it'll get you to the busted tees. I want to give uh, a shout out to the busted tees guy because p- people because they are the ones who are and uh, who, where pu- the punters are people. Two t shirts live. And we had a redesign. We had a little bit of a redesign. A redesign. Yeah, excellent. Are so, they available in colors now? Just we're just heather gray and black. We're still crawling. We're still crawling. Just I'm just asking. We're still crawling. Did you see Thomas uh, Morstead? Did you see him? No. He got it. Nice. We sent him one. He wanted one. We got it. He tweeted it out. Excellent. Awesome. You and, know who's uh, next? You know who's next? Zoltan Mesko. Yeah, he is. Patriots. Punter, New England Patriots. You but don't the mess leg- with the Zoltan. But the Legatron of, of New Orleans, the Thomas le- Morstead. The Legatron. Of New Orleans. Zoltan. Has his Punters of People 2 shirt. We got to get a You Don't Mess with the Zoltan shirt. They have to have those made up, right? I have right? no idea. I'm sure. They, they um, sell but Zoltan Mesko, he should get his T-shirt in New England centered directly to Gillette. That should be coming at any moment in time. Great. We're and, taking uh, it over. This is a movement, one punter at a time. Because they're people, too. Well, that's two down, right? Well, three. Sultan will be three. Anger. Three down, 29 did, to go. Yeah. Did, did you fellows happen to catch any of the uh, Fantasy Draft Week where Commissioner Roger Goodell stopped by? I missed. Announced that. the first 12 picks hey, of a Fantasy Team's see, Draft. I did there see is. that. Pretty awesome event no, this past there week. There is no I in Roger or Goodell. No, there's not. He was He's great. He's a team commissioner. Yeah, he stuck around, shook RG1. people's hands. RG1. Awesome. That was good. I'm glad you had a good time there. Yeah, have we stuff. found Fabiano? We have. <laughs> we have found Fabiano. We have. We have. Did he well, now? Did what did he? Did he? Did, did he at any point in time explain why I, he missed the entirety? I got a. I got the hour long. I have a slight explanation that he was supposed to join in the middle of. 
I have a slight expla- explanation, but I think Lombardi's on the horn here. So why don't we talk about that on the back end of okay. Lombardi? Okay, here's Michael Lombardi with the AFC East preview. He was on earlier uh, this month talking about the NFC East. Why not talk about the AFC East with our general manager on staff, Michael Lombardi? How are you, Lombo? I am doing great, Rich. I'm excited for the uh, the, the preseason it's, continuing, and I'm excited well, for the season. It's so close. It's yes. it's it's mere it's mere days away now. We can now count it in days, let alone weeks. Um, let's talk AFC East, and if you talk AFC East, we you got to talk Patriots first. They're the class of the division almost every single year, and it's hard to look at everybody else in the division and not think the same thing in 2012, Michael. Yeah, I, I, look, the Patriots are uniquely qualified to challenge any team in the NFL for supremacy. You know, they struggled to beat the New York Giants last year, but this team coming back this year seems to me to have all the elements of being even more dangerous offensively than they were a year ago. And with Brandon Lloyd's addition, and then obviously another year with Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski, who I happen to think, obviously, Gronkowski, everybody realizes the greatness of him, but I think Aaron Hernandez you lose a little bit of how talented he is because of the knee injury in the middle of the season that really he played with, but it wasn't 100%. I think when you get him back at full force with Brandon Lloyd on the outside, I think Tom Brady now with Wes Welker, I think this is a tough team to really stop and really uh, slow down. The only concern you have as a Patriot fan is this offensive line. Yeah, how what about it? Play? What about it, Michael? What about that offensive line? Cause well, it... Logan Mankins was taken off the PUP recently, so that he believes he'll be ready to go for the opening game. Uh, they've got some younger players there, but the key is going to be Sebastian Vollmer. If Sebastian Vollmer can play healthy and play 16 games, which is this is a huge if, Rich, he'll play right tackle, and then Nate Solder will give him the left tackle, which allow Marcus Cannon to be a swing tackle. I don't know where my Brian Walters, whether he shows up or he doesn't, but there's enough players within the inside of their defense that I think they can handle uh, Brian Waters. They certainly won't play to the level that Brian Waters played last year because I thought he was the best guard in football last season. But they, they, that's going to be the concern. That, that's the one, that is the one area which has always hampered the Patriots if you slow them down, is their ability whether they can block you or not. If they can't block you and control the line of scrimmage. That's the best way to attack their Dolphins. No, no doubt, and that's why the Giants have been able to match up well against them is they, they, they've won the point of attack uh, more often than not in those big games against the Patriots. But in that position, though, those positions you're talking about on the football field, it's not like uh, uh, even linebacker or defensive back or wide receiver where Belichick's been able to come up with jack-of-all-trade type players to plug in and provide depth at a position where many teams would be hampered if they had the similar depth problems. Offensive line's a totally different ball of wax, though, Michael. If, if no the, question. And, I mean, last year they lose Dan Compton in the first game of the season to the Miami Dolphins, and Dan Conley came in and played extremely well for them at center. Then midway through the season, Dan Conley gets hurt, and Nick McDonald came in and played. And I think, you know, the, the inside part of the, the offensive line has got some players there that perhaps can come in and, and give them decent seasons. But the key to me is Vollmer. Can he be the right tackle because he's a very good player, houses back, can he hold up for all 16 games? And I think that with their ability to play the style that they want to play uh, and with, tight, with all the tight ends that they do have on the team, I think they have a chance to really get, get better offensively. But to me, the key is going to be Vollmer. doesn't matter who runs, right? That, that, that no, I, I, look, I, I've been saying this on the air. Brandon, uh, Brandon Bolden is going to be the sleeper running back for them, the kid from Mississippi they signed as a free agent. But they're going to run the ball more this year. I think Ridley, Bolden, I think Woodhead, I think they're going to run the ball Vereen. I think they'll run the ball more this year because they know they need to control the pace of the game 
But I think the key is going to be, I think people are going to be surprised how good this Patriot defense is going to be come November and December. Well, let's hit on that, because it seemed to be, that was like the Groundhog Day, one of the Groundhog Day topic bars on NFL Game Day morning last year. It was almost every single week. How, what's wrong with the Patriot defense? What's wrong with the Patriot defense? And then midway through the season is, will the Patriots defense eventually prove to be the Achilles heel? And well, and it never really materialized in the playoffs to be well, they, a problem. Because people focus so much on on the defensive rankings on yards, which we know is not realistic. And so the Patriots were a good scoring defense last year. They were by no means great. And they could rush the passer with some effectiveness. I mean, Andre Carter had 10 sacks. So did Mark Anderson. So they weren't as bad as the numbers indicated. There was probably a lot of yards that were left out that were gained on the field that should have been shouldn't have been gained because they should have been able to, to get off the field and, or stay on the field offensively. I think this defense now is finally back to 0304 form where they have you know, big outside linebackers, whether it's Trevor Scott, Chandler Jones, uh, Rob Ninkovich no, will, will only be a sub-rusher now with them. They could, and then Dante Hightower and Spikes and Mayo inside are big physical linebackers that could really create some problems. So I think this is going to be a hard team to consistently move the ball down the field. I think they'll give you yards, but they're going to be hard to handle on a 10-play drive for 10 consecutive plays. And when they do that, uh, when they execute, I think it'll be very difficult for the offense. 12-win team? I think so, Rich. I think they're good. I think they're really good. I think the offensive line is the only thing that really gives me concern. One thing we know this about the Patriots, they'll be a better team in November than they are start of the season. <laughs> always are. They always are. Chris Brockman is is over the moon right now. My man from Maine here on the podcast. He's got like a big. He's got a big Cheshire grin on his face right now. Well, and, you know, and this secondary now for the first time, I think they actually can make some plays on the ball. Uh, you know, Steve Gregory had an interception. Patrick Chung had an interception in the first preseason game, which you know is not in it. But typically, that tells you they have more instincts for the football. And I think Chandler Jones and Hightower are going to be two rookies that'll be on the all rookie team mm-hmm. and they'll make an impact in the game. Damn. You got a question for him, Brockman? You don't have you don't have a single question for him as a Patriot fan. Not no, a single I have the same concerns that he does with the offensive line. I'm just glad we finally have a couple of Syracuse players that I can root for: hey. Steve Gregory and Chandler Jones. There you go. They went Syracuse. They did. Gotta love the orange man. <laughs> well, okay, there you go. And and the interesting thing is, uh, Jones was available for the Jets. He was, and the, yeah. G- the Jets went Copels. That's, that's always that. That's kind of where I thought he was going to go on draft day. I thought, but the Jets were interested in Bruce Irvin and. And then they decided to go in the Col- Col- uh, in Quentin Copel's direction. So well, Copel's yeah. looked very good in preseason so sure far. Did. Yeah, and, and and I think that you know the Jets' defensive line. So if we talked sand transition in the Jets, please. That now is the strength of their team with Muhammad Wilkerson. You know, obviously, if Copel's gives them a little bit more play. Uh, and then, you know, they've got to have to find a way to generate some pass rush without having to overload pressure. Well, I know that they've got their, uh, they've got their hopes uh, high on, on Mabin, too, a former first-round pick from, uh, from Buffalo that uh, washed out up there at Penn Stater, Penn Stater, as Chris Law is very happy to, to point out. And, and um, he was effective in his uh, two stints with the Jets last year. They had him, dropped him, got him back, and he actually was effective, and he's looked good preseason and and I'm I'm glad to touch on this first because that would be the proverbial game changer for the Jets is if they can generate a pass rush from four guys they have not had that with Rex Ryan they've had to scheme and game their way to the quarterback which has worked against Brady from time to time not all the time but it did work it also worked in the in the crucial uh postseason contest 
between the two of them. But right. if they can get four guys a la their co-tenants to go and hunt the quarterback, that that that's a game changer, isn't it, Michael? No question. And that's what they have to find a way to do because I think when you break down the Jets, I think the key for them is the pressure – you know, nobody throws at Revis, but they'll attack Cromartie, they'll attack Kyle Wilson in the slot. But, you know, that being said, I, I think two players for the Jets really are going to determine their season, and I think it's going to be the number one player will be LaRon Landry. Can he stay healthy? Two teams flunked him on a physical. The Jets took a risk. So far, it seems to be working out for the Jets. If that does happen, LaRon Landry's a specimen and a f- talented football player on the field. That's a game-changer as well for them. And, and, and Jeremiah Bell can come in and give them some play at safety, something they didn't have last year with Eric Smith and uh, Jim Leonard. I think that's a huge upgrade. But, look, the Jets, if you're a Jet fan, you've got to root for your defense has got to play great because I don't think offensively you're going to score many more than 20 points a night. You know, and I know we're all in the media. We've been all, you know, Tebowed out. and We talk about Tebow and this and that and the other thing. But the bottom line is whoever's playing quarterback, who's he throwing to? I know he got Santonio. They- you got Santonio Holmes out there on the side, right out there on beyond the numbers. Who else is there? I know Keller has shown some special ability every uh, every now and then, certainly against the Dolphins in his time. But who else is there? They got Curley, they got Patrick Turner, and 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 Cromartie may not. You know, Chaz Shillings. And I, I mean, Cromartie may not be far off saying he's the second best receiver on the team. You know, he, he may be right. I think what the Jets are going to find, they're going to see a lot of teams play him in press. They're going to double Santonio. Homes. They're going to force the ball into the, into the quarterback's hands, the inaccurate quarterbacks, in terms of Mark Sanchez, whether it's Sanchez or Tebow. Both of them are not accurate with, with throwing the football into tight windows. And they're going to play an eight-man front and force the teams to win on the outside and force the Jets to win on the outside. That's what the Jets would do to themselves. That's why the Jets' defense is always in the black jerseys every time we turn them on on practice. <laughs> <laughs> because it's very difficult to, to beat that. It's an easier team to defend. And, you know, Keller's a nice product, but Keller to me is an auxiliary part. He's a, if you have a blocking tight end, then Keller can become more an effective player. He, he's viewed as a pass receiver, not really a true tight end. So I think the Jets offensively, they know it's a dilemma. They're going to have to win, slug it out. And I've said it on the air before. I think they would be better off just starting Tebow and committing themselves to the Tebow offense because they need to win games 13 to 10. Right. Wow. You know they're not going to do that, though. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying the style that they want to play does fit Tebow. When you, you know, on the surface, before you get to the hoopla, the Tim Tebow on the surface, what he brings to your team makes sense for the Jets because that's what they want to do. I think the the, two, the unknown factor here is the Jets have overrated Sean Green. He's a nice complimentary running back. He's not the guy to put the Jets on his shoulders and carry them in the playoffs. Well, he he was Sean Green. he did it though two years ago. I mean, he in had a, in the he playoffs. Was, he was great. He was great. You know, but that's like a boxer who can just fight the 13th and 14th rounds. You know, you got to be able to fight rounds 1 through 12 first. So, wow. So they don't have many guys to run it, and they don't have guys to catch it. And so if that's the case, though, they're, they're going to wind up going to Tebow. And it's got nothing to do with Sanchez or not. That Tebow fits, as you pointed out, the better he better fits that style. Then, you know, I know Sanchez sort of played it, but when when Sanchez got him to the to the championship games, they were able to run it down your throat, even though you knew it was coming. You know, with Thomas Jones, with Sean Green, they were able. You know, Tony Richardson, they were able to do that. And yeah. I don't know if they're able to do that. Wayne Hunter on the right tackle, that that it might actually serve them better. And it's no shot against Sanchez. 
if they do try what Denver tried last year? No question. But what's going to happen to them, Rich, is, 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 and I don't mean to cause anybody, but if Sanchez doesn't get protected, he's not going to be able to play 16 games, 60 minutes. There's no way he can do that. And if he can't do that, then it's eventually going to go into Tebow. And once it transitions to Tebow, whether it's for a week or two weeks, I think the team will adopt Tebow's personality, the style of offense. And if they have any success, I don't think there's any looking back at that point. So when do you think that happens? You got to, you got to, you got to guess. I, I think there. I think the Jets are a team that everybody understands how to play now defensively. Rex schemes are kind of, you know, it, it, it's. I don't want to say predictable, but I think teams have a better understanding how to protect them. Oh, I think boy. they're not going to be able to play run and shoot football with anybody on, on in terms of the good teams, the Houston's, the New England's, the Pittsburgh's, the Baltimore's. I don't think they can keep pace with those teams offensively. I think it's going to be a challenge. I think it's going to be come down to the kicking game. The Jets are going to have to win the Bo Schembechler way. Win with the running game. <laughs> Win with kicking and play great defense. Uh, and I'm not sure that, that that's a formula that works in the NFL today. You're talking my language when you talk that way, Michael. You know that. You know your <laughs> audience when you're talking to them. Uh, what do you make of the Buffalo Bills? Are they an improved team? I think they're vastly improved. I really do. I think I think they they have to find a way for Ryan Fitzpatrick to expand the field and throw it down the field a little bit more. They they got into a dink and dunk offense last year that was pr- predicated as a byproduct of their offensive line because they really couldn't protect. This year they need to do a better job with their offensive line, if they can, expand the field, and their offense is creative. I think Chan Gailey has done a nice job what they've done offensively. And defensively, look, they have got to find a way to get pressure with their front four. Their secondary is going to be improved with Gilmore corner. And they've got to be able, Mario Williams has to be a pressure guy, not only a sack player, and they've and Mark Anderson's got to be able to come in and give them a great contribution. And Marcel Darius can take a giant step up. Their front four is formidable. There's no question. You add Kyle Williams and Darius inside to go along with those two outside rushers. Whether whether you think they can rush or not, in terms of the uh, in terms of the, uh, uh, the the talent level, I think they will do be able to. Well, I saw Bruce Smith at the uh, Hall of Fame, and he was. You know, obviously he's biased, let's be honest, because he loves the Bills. But he thought that that was the best defensive line in the business, and he was particularly crowing about Darius, particularly about him. Well, we know this, Rich. In, in defensive linemen, the second year they're there in the NFL, they always play better. And so I, I, I would you know, suspect he's going to have a much better season, not that he had a bad one. Now, that didn't work for Adamicus Sue. He dominated his first season. But he didn't play as well as second season, but I think he really will. I think, I think Darius will play. And I think if Kyle Williams stays healthy, that'll be a help, help to them as well. All right. And what about um, the running back situation, Fred Jackson, C.J. Spiller? How do you see the, uh, the rock being divvied up that I, way? I think it'll be split evenly. I think C.J. Spiller proved he belongs on the football field when Fred got hurt. But I think Fred Jackson's one of the hardest guys in the league to tackle. I think he's a positive yards gainer. He gains yards after contact consistently. I think it's going to be difficult for them to keep to keep uh, Fred on the bench, but I don't think you have to in today's game. I think both players, especially the way Cham wants to run this offense, where you want to spread people out and create some matchups on the outside, I could see them work, both working well together. Is Stevie Johnson a number one wide receiver in the NFL? Without a doubt. I think he's the hardest receiver for Revis to cover. I think if you watch the opening game, I think Revis realizes that if he doesn't jam Stevie Johnson at the line of scrimmage, that he has a hard time winning with him. Revis is unique as a corner because Revis can win early in the route, which means he jams him at the line of scrimmage, or if he doesn't do that, he can win at the top of the route, which is when a receiver goes into his breaks, right, left, or straight. 
And with Stevie Johnson, he struggles to beat him early, and he struggles to win with him late. He's the only receiver I've ever seen Revis struggle with in two parts of the game. Huh. What about Fitzpatrick? Is he a, is he a playoff quarterback? Uh, that's going to be the huge concern. I still think that he's a, he's a below-the-line quarterback. I think his ability to throw the ball down the field with accuracy and precision is going to be a problem. And I think in the wind and the, and the cold and the rain as Buffalo gets in November and December, I think it will handicap the team. Give me the, the playoff scenario for the Bills. Is there one? I think there's a wild card. I think there's a, certainly a wild card uh, possibility here for the Bills. I think it's going to come down to, look, let's face it. I mean, if I'm Chan Gailey, that first game against the New York Giants, it's not for first game. We've got to beat the Jets in the first game. I'm sorry, the Jets. Yep. We've got to beat the Jets in the first game because that's going to be a tiebreaker element there that he's going to need to get in his favor. I'll tell you, if they beat the Jets that first game, then the Jets have to go to Pittsburgh the next week, and then they're 0-2 going into Miami, where Tebow Mania was born last year. I'm serious, man. Look out. I can't, can't you paint the picture? You know it's coming. What about the Dolphins, lastly, Michael Lombardi? Well, I think the Dolphins are in a rebuilding process. I think just, you know, look, Gerard gets hurt. I think that's a step back. They don't – Matt Moore, where are we going with him? Is he the long-range future? I think, you know, Ryan Tannehill is going to have growing pains. If Gerard's not healthy to play, I, I, I think they need to play the young quarterback. They don't have enough weapons offensively. Even when Chad Johnson was still on the team, they didn't have enough weapons. The offensive line is going to be in a transitionary state. I think the best thing they can do is grow with this team. They're rebuilding the team. It's going to take some time to rebuild it. They've got to hope they're right with Tannehill. They've got to hope that the way he played in the opening game is the way he can continue and develop with only 19 starts in his NFL career, in his, his collegiate career. And I think that's where they are. I think Miami's going to be a team that should be better, and this is Joe Philbin's challenge. We've got to be a better team in November December than we are in September. We're growing in September, but we've got to start playing well in November and December. Is Wake their best player? By far. By far. They have no real skill players offensively, Rich. I mean, Devon Best is a nice slot receiver. Brian Hartline is a complimentary outside receiver. They don't have a tight end that can dominate. Reggie Bush is really a good player. I think Daniel Thomas is the guy that's got to come on. He's got to stay healthy. I think Cameron Wake is is the guy that has to be the the best player. So, um, when it's all said and done, Patriots 12 wins. Who's the better shot at a playoff I'm team? I'm going to say Buffalo nine and seven. I think the Jets are looking at a eight and eight, seven and nine type season. I think anytime you play the style of play that the Jets want to play, I don't know where you win nine games that way. If they lose seven, if they win seven and lose nine, does does somebody lose a gig? Does somebody lose a job? I, I don't think so. I think the Jets GM's got a lifetime contract there, and, I, and I'm sure <laughs> Rex t- Ryan's probably in, you know in good shape. But even if they go seven and nine, I mean that would be two straight years of no playoffs. No, I, I think the Jet. I think the Jets general manager will outlive everybody. <laughs> Why do you think that, Mike Tanner? I just do. I just do. Okay, just call it an inside insider information, there, Rich. All right, A little nugget, Lombo. Thanks for leaving us with a nugget. I appreciate Thanks, it. Rich. Take care, man. Bye-bye. That is Michael Lombardi on the Rich Eisen podcast with the AFC East for you. Michael Lombardi saying what I think everybody believes. It's the Patriots division still. Still. I'm okay with that, Did you Rich. see that this week Brady took all the sack stuff on him, saying that he needs to get rid of the ball better? Because there's already, there's already people pointing. Last year it was the back end of the defense that right. everyone was pointing at fingers. Oh, in I New know. England, everybody in New England is already pointing fingers at that Brady can't be protected. Solder looks uh, like a turnstile. They might have to flip him and Vollmer. If, right. as, as uh, Lombardi mentioned, Vollmer can, stays healthy, it's a game changer. Exactly. And the same thing with Waters, right? Don't know if he's coming back. And um, Marcus Cannon hadn't looked good. Already Brady's like, that's on me. That's a leader right there. Tom, uh, Bill kind of said the same thing. 
that it's on Brady? Yeah, kind of Well, because he knows that Brady can handle right. it. That there's no reason to start. That does worry me, though, a little bit, Rich. Took a few what, big hits what, against the Bucks. But at what point did, does that team fall off the cliff, though? I mean, Who? there's got to – I mean, their offense is great. The what Patriots. Team? I mean, they have four great weapons on offense Two, and Tom. Three things. Kraft owning it, Belichick coaching it, Brady quarterbacking it. Period. But isn't this the don't same thing that we worry. saw happen? But don't you worry. Every are you gonna, week, are you going to compare them to the Colts last yeah, year? Chris the Colts said the same thing Chris two Law, years ago. Well, Chris I, I do if, remember if Brady. Well, hold on a minute. If Brady goes down, and you got to stick, uh, they have two Hoyer good backups. Well, I mean, you don't want to go through an NFL season with Ryan Mallett right now. Didn't want to go through one with Matt Castle and still won eleven games and should have made the playoffs. No, you're not wrong. Now. Let's just put it this way, though. They did have Randy Moss on that team. They did have some serious talent. And they do have, like, I want to see what Brandon Lloyd does this year. Sure. Wes Welker just watched Hernandez get paid. Sure did. And Welker's like, oh, I'm so happy for him. You see what sure. Hernandez did, too? Sure he is. Yeah, he gave some money to Meyer Craft. Meyer Craft Foundation. Foundation. It's, listen, I, 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 it's all we did on game day morning last year. When is the Patriots defense going to catch up with them? We just we we came up with fifteen different ways to talk about the same topic, and guess when it never caught up with them? Never. Yes. Never caught up with them. That's well, not why they lost the Super Bowl. No, it was okay? drops and interceptions. So, period. I don't want to hear it. I think that that's. I'm not. I'm not even. I will believe it when I see it, and I still haven't seen it. And I don't think we're seeing it this year by any long shot. I think the Bills, though, have a shot at finishing second in I that agree division. With that. The Jets, as we are now talking, twelve quarters with no offense. Still touchdowns. haven't scored. Now they have had a vanilla offense out there. A vanilla offense out there. They haven't unveiled their Tebow package. Santonio Holmes has played one game, and Wayne Hunter finally got shipped out. <laughs> And I don't understand how the Jets waited until preseason week number three to remedy that situation when everybody saw that thing coming down the turnpike from exit one at the Delaware Water Gap coming up the turnpike. Let's put it that way. You know who isn't Everybody so bad? saw that. It went, from, it went from the Delaware Water Gap. You could see it coming from standing at 16W. You could see that. Everybody knew it. And they didn't, t- they didn't remedy it in, in free agency or the draft. And, oh, gosh, wow, Wayne Hunter can't protect anybody. And guess who's coming? Oh, what's is that his name? Mario Williams. Okay, great. Yeah. Yep. What happened uh, with Jason Pierre-Paul in that, in that giant? Oh, 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 that. Oh, okay. Wayne Hunter. All right. Then they got Jason Smith, who might be the biggest number two bust since, uh, what, Gallery, right? Yeah. Fine. Be that as it may. All of that is leading to this. Tebow in week one, they bust out the Tebow package. Let's say it works against the Bills. Now the conversation is going to be, well, Sanchez needs the Tebow packages to help him. I see this coming. It's coming. It's so what all week? So what up. week? Even if Tebow, even if Tebow's packages work, it'll still be like, well, how long can they keep this up? Maybe they need to do it more because it helps Sanchez. Obviously, if they bring the Tebow package in X, Y, and Z, whether it's inside the twenty. If it's on short-yarded situations, it's coming, man. It's coming. What week, Even if what it week works. Is, what week is he in as a potential replacement? But the whole thing will be like, well, week maybe it's one. better. It's better in doses. It week works one. better in doses. No, 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 no. No way. Yeah. No way. Because they're going to go to Pittsburgh. If they start 0-2, if they lose that game at home to Buffalo, they're going to, you know, then they go to Pittsburgh week two. Week three, they're, it, it, it's at Miami. Which they had, which is which was we all know is the birth of Tebow time. 
last you, year. You know who looks great? Took place there. After all this, you know who's coming out looking pretty solid? Or not as bad, I guess, as they used to? Hmm. Schottenheimer. Oh well, let's let's hold your horse on that. But <laughs> yeah, the Rams, the Rams offense. Well, that's yeah. they, he took Wayne Hunter, and I'm sure all the Jet fans are like, "Go take him, good, yeah, well. enjoy him, you enjoy him, you enjoy him, and and you enjoy him protecting the kid whose ankle already hurts to the point where they're talking about they're gonna he's gonna need surgery when the season's over." Sam Bradford. Yeah, you stick him up. You you put him there to protect Sam Bradford. Big year for Bradford. You go, but they also Jason Smith was like their their Wayne Hunter. And we all know that what's it's a whole new ball of wax down there in St. Louis. I, I missed that trade. That's the Bengals' Jason Smith? No, oh, the, the Rams, number two uh, overall pick that yeah, the Rams had out of Baylor. Oh. Yeah. They just swapped tackles. Or or is it the Jason Smith of NFL Fantasy Life? NFL Fantasy Life. <laughs> that would be bad, by the way. That uh, would be that would not be an upgrade from Wayne Hunter. By the way, can I tell a random, can block a random story? Because so. I did promise a, a guest uh, because of this as a result. Uh, long story short, Jason Smith in New York was there for fantasy draft week, and his phone didn't have a security code on it. And I said to him, in 2012, you know people you did all night on ESPN for 10 years. Yes. Why don't you have a security code on your phone? Because I don't have anyone's number except for Dennis Haskins. And I go, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Belding? Belding? yeah. I go, you have Mr. Belding's phone number? I go, I don't believe you. Call him right now. He called up Mr. Belding. I had a 10-minute phone conversation. He's a sweet man, Dennis Haskins. He's the greatest. I, pro- I told him he's coming in on the podcast, potentially. If it, and Dude, I know Dennis Haskins he, from he years ago. He told me he knows you, and I from said. From the Jimmy V golf tournament. I saw that's him what sing, he told me. I saw him sing. <laughs> I saw Mr. Belding, Dennis Haskins. Uh, he loves karaoke. I have seen him sing Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks. Oh, man. I've seen that. I've also seen on the same night Charles Barkley get down on one knee and serenade Michael Jordan to I Believe I Can Fly. Oh, gosh. I have seen that, and it was quite something. So I basically told him, I go, you're coming in, and you're bringing in Mark Paul Gossler, a.k.a. Zach Morris, for a Saved by the Bell podcast I'm not going to lie. If Zach Morris walked in there, I don't know what I'd do. It would be, it's going to happen. We'll see what happens. You want to hear a random story? You want to hear a random story? Absolutely. Um, I, I, as you know, was on... uh, vacation last week just getting some last r&r with the family um in um in new england Great my wife has new england roots my wife Susie, who I, we, when when do we get her on on the show what, do we do that yeah oh, we, don't, we definitely we do, do it. It. we got to figure out when and how best to execute when, it, right yeah, when it's best right, for right. okay all parties all right um so at any rate so we go and we're coming back now we have a four-year-old and an 18-month-old <laughs> And going from east to west with headwinds, that is a long, it's a long haul. Okay, it was five plus hours or whatever. So we're getting ready. We're we're uh, we're on this plane and trying to put the young one to sleep. You're not chartering flights. No, these not, days? not chartering not flights. Okay. No, I I, sh- I don't know if I should say the airline. I'll tell you what. You can't do any worse than Albert Breer, who was killing. Somebody on well, no, Twitter I've tweeted. I've tweeted about airlines, I think but was, I mean, yeah, he well, anyway, we're flying. We're flying east to west, and and the the misses. Uh, all right, we're, it's it's an airline that ro- ro- that rhymes with Met flu. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, fair enough. So we're we're in row one and two, okay. To tra- we're taking up some seats to try and spread out, and we're trying to put the eighteen month old to sleep. Now in row three, across from us is a young child screaming, blood-curdling, paint-peeling screams. And I, I don't know what to say other than the fact that they're just only trying to do is trying to 
rock him. Now, parents, some parents don't put in pacifiers. We're not we're not one of those parents. You know, we we don't we don't we we pacify in many ways as well. We you know, we were told when we have kids sometimes people honestly put a, like a little Jack Daniels I've heard, heard about this yep, stuff. I've okay, heard that. on the, their yeah. lips, on their, on yeah. their teething and stuff. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. My parents help did things it. My out. Parents did it. A little Motrin. Some people do that. Adults do it. A little uh, children's Motrin, just to calm down. Nothing was being done here except to rock this kid. And I turn around and I, I look. You know, it's first of all, it is uh, human nature to turn in the direction of an earpiece, ear piercing shriek. Of course. So I turn around, and then after a while, it gets everybody's starting to look. This guy holding the kid is now officially that guy <laughs> on the plane, and his child is that child on the plane. We've all been there. All been there. Well, Chris and I haven't. But oh, you've been on a plane with these people. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've seen it. Sure, now, sure, don't yeah. you give looks? Like, sort of, of like, like, and the look, the look is translated of, dude... Do something, yeah, right? Anything. Okay, that's the translation. We've all had it, right? And then you sometimes give the look, and it you you, you lock the look in for there an extra go. second. No, you don't give you don't give the shrug. You don't give the look where you, you make it. You just sort of lock the look in for an extra second, which is the communication of dude. Do more than you are doing. Right. Give an effort. I mean, he's doing. I feel bad for the guy, of course, because I mean, it is just this small child. It had to have been about five, six month old child, but they're not. There's no pacifier going in. If there's a pacifier going in, this really would have helped. Cut to us now trying to put our 18 month old to sleep. The mother of this child, as this child is now wailing again, an hour into the flight after taking a, a 20, a, a quick cat nap, goes into the galley area because it's dark to try and put this baby down and doing the shh and you know bouncing the kid up and down who is screaming his head off but he is now like we are clearly trying to put our child down right she is now within four feet of our <laughs> child with this screaming they, she is now invading i would say almost invading your space almost but not and she's in a common area sure but it's, it's a common it's area enough though. it's a common area but it's close and there's another galley down the road, all right, where there's clearly not another child trying to go to sleep. I now get the look from my wife. <laughs> the the look says to me, do something, do something, <laughs> do something. And when that look comes down, especially you, you since do. I'm now I'm next to the four year old with the greatest, greatest how should I put this? The greatest invention of all time for a four-year-old to keep him occupied or her occupied is an iPad. It is, it is maybe Steve Jobs' greatest <laughs> legacy. He's with an iPad, so I'm, I'm, I, I'm like doing the crossword puzzles. Okay? Question, question. She, yes. Is he wearing the Beats by Dre noise canceling? No, he's not. No, he's not. Ah. But he's doing drawing and stuff like that, Angry Birds. Got it, got I mean, it. He, he does have these little headsets on him, though. You know, Got noise. It. They're not. They're cans. like. No, they're they're not cans. They're they're like for kids because it, it, it doesn't make. It's not loud. He's basically years. tuned out. Though. He's I mean, out, he's, and I'm yeah. on Easy Street. Right. She's in. Oh, she's in hell. <laughs> I get the look. Do something. So I get up. Go to the wife, and I say to her, "Excuse me, would you mind not standing here for, for with your kid? We're trying to put my kid down." 
That's all I said. She then does what I think was the right thing, which was leave. I turn around, and there's the husband giving me a look. (laughs) I lock eyes with him, and he goes, that's wrong. I'm like, what's wrong? He goes, you should just get noise cancellation headsets for your next trip. And I say to him, oh, I should get noise cancellation headsets. I should get noise cancellation headsets. <laughs> I said it exactly like that. You know, I changed. Twice, yeah, right, I this changed, is an episode of Curb. I changed, the, I changed the inflection. Yeah. <laughs> I said, oh, I should get noise cancellation headsets. Oh, I should get noise cancellation headsets like that. And he goes, I don't like the way you're talking to me this whole trip. And I said, I haven't said a word to you. And he says, I see the way you've been looking at me and shaking your head. And I almost went, well, you know, nature is, is me turning in the direction of a child in heat. <laughs> so I don't say that, though. That's what my inner monologue of says. Course, of course. And I said, sir, I haven't said a word to you this whole trip. I just told your wife if it would be fine for her to not be there. We're trying to put my kid down. And he says, my kid's just coming off of double ear infection. I need to calm him down, too. You should go to the stewardess to ask my wife to leave. I said, I can't go up to another person and do this? To which he responds thusly, keep it up. You're going to lose. (laughs) And I'm like, wait a minute. Like physically? Is he taking an attack posture with me right now? Well, Rich, other than this, this, how's the vacation? Is this this now spiraling into a fight? At 30,000 feet, what's going to happen? I said to him, I'm going to lose? I said, lose what? Is this a game or what am I losing? And he just goes, keep it up. Keep it up. Rich, that sounds like something someone from Massachusetts would say. To someone. No, I think he was. This was on the flight from New York to because oh, okay. we had to connect. Okay, there's no New England. for you know, we had to connect, which is another thing. But we had to connect. Right. This to Los Angeles, L.A. As you know, is very underrated. Angry people here. I'm just saying. Uh, there's, I know, there's I know two all types of, of people. There's a there's a few types of people in Los Angeles. There's a lot of flakes. I get it. There's a lot of angry people here. There's a lot of I'll people say here. It as like. Keep it up, guy. You know, you're going to no, get No, no, no. It wasn't, you know, no, I mean. wasn't in East Coast. He was totally, that's what he says. Keep it up. You're going to lose. So I just turned around. I said, sir, I am, I, I just like put my arms up in the air yeah. saying I'm done. And I turned around. I sat down. My wife is turning to me saying, what, what, what just happened? I, said, <laughs> I think this guy wants to fight me. Kids start screaming again. My wife turns around. I'm like, you keep turning around and I am going to get into a fight. So let's not, let's right. not keep looking. <laughs> yeah, right. We don't need this, right? At which point, then, I decide to turn around and say to him, which is a lie, we were going to like offer you our pacifiers, offer you medicine, and you took this whole attitude with me. I don't know why you would do that. I thought I would do that. I'd pull that one on him. He goes, okay, no problem, no problem. That's fine. That's fine. And then for the rest of the flight, this dude chats up everyone else in the cabin. So this happened the first, Chats the first up hour. Everyone else in the cabin. What, like the what first, are the other, pe- what are the other up, people? He stood in the galley for an hour, chewing the ear off of the of the steward who was there, sitting there in his chair, 
And I know he wanted no part of this guy because I offered him my, uh, my newspaper because he didn't know that Neil Armstrong had died, and he saw I was reading the, the uh, obit of it. I'm yeah. like, if you want to take it. I gave it to him. He's like, yeah, I, def- I definitely want to read about this because, you know, the guy's in the, the aviation industry, and he has an interest. Yeah. And So he, you know, wanted to read that, and this guy's chewing his ear. I'm dude for an hour, at which point my wife then gets up to go to the bathroom and says, you know, I heard you, your son has a double ear infection. If you want some medicine, or is coming off of a double ear infection, if you want some medicine, um, you know, we, we've got, we've got. And he responds to her by saying, we don't give our kids medicine if they're not sick. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah, so other than that, Met good, good vacation. I Met mean, flu. dude, I was un- unbelievable. That is my new phrase. Keep it up. You're, you're going to lose. Well, can we make that a phrase of this podcast? Hashtag? Can we get a hashtag? I don't know. That's that? too long. That's too long Who a cares? hashtag. Who cares? Keep it up. You're going to lose. Lose what? Lose what? What am I losing? I can just this see this fight? getting like... Like, is he going to call the stewardess over there's some... to say, he's, he's giving me stares because my child is out of control? He was going to ground the flight in, like, Wichita. What's he doing? I know exactly. <laughs> just what I need for the NFL season. Yeah, that would have been great. Some blogger <laughs> sitting NFL back Network. there. host, Rich Eisen, gets yeah, thrown Deadspin off of Deadspin wouldn't be interested in that. Yeah, yeah, gets yeah, thrown yeah, off of all. a Met flu flight. Uh, Keep it up. I'm You're sure. gonna lose. Yeah, I'm sure. How great was that? Amazing. Wow. But that's the the, the answer is that you should get noise cancellation headsets for your next oh, flight. Oh, I, I should. Oh, I should get noise cancellation headsets. I should get noise cancellation headsets. I can. We, that's why I said I changed the inflection. You got to tell this to which Larry. Is, which is yes. This is this Pop is. Pop an email to Jeff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is this, this is certainly is straight curb, out of it. Curb worthy, dude. In, in all honesty, though, but I am asking two guys who have no children, though. Of course. Um, uh, was I wrong to tell the woman to move? No, I mean, you, you could have approached it a few ways. You could have gone to the stewardess. But if but I go if to I the stewardess, I, now I'm, I'm exactly, creating an issue. Exactly. You went right to the source. Now it's a Cut fight. Out the middle I band. agree with you. Right. I agree going, I'd rather, you know, it's, you weren't confrontational. You, were, no. you went up and said something. Like that dude wouldn't have said to me, why can't you come to me? Yeah. Why you got to bring it's the stewardess exactly. involved? Exactly. See, it's like I did the wrong thing by not involving the stewardess. First off, you should. I, I'm never. I understand when people want to stretch. I always request uh, uh, row ten A when I fly U.S. Airways because it has extra leg room. There. Well, this one has extra leg room. Well, I mean, these 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 people these always first come and they stand of, right in front of you and they think that they can just stand there and like they stand for twenty minutes or a half the hour. The first few rows of Met flu was really. I mean, you could really you could really stretch. Man, so. But that's dude. I mean, I was in I was in row two on the aisle. He was in row three across on the aisle. Oh, so you're just feeling his ass. And he piercing. said to me, "I don't like the way you've been talking the whole trip." And I said, "I haven't said a word to you. These are the first words I've said to you." And he says, "I've seen the looks you've given me, and you're shaking your head." <laughs> and I thought, "Oh yeah, oh I I should just sit here and yeah, I shouldn't react at all when your child is in a fifth consecutive minute of squealing." Oh boy, had the plane taken off at that? Oh point? yeah, we were forty thousand feet. Yeah. There was nowhere to go. If, right. if, if, if it was right. go time, right. there was nowhere to go. <laughs> and the steward was a guy named Badito who was huge. He would have broken us up with just his pinkies. I'm sure if all failed, uh, Redding, the Reading market would have taken you back. Keep Rich. it up. <laughs> You're going to lose. Oh, that's horrible, though. What did that mean? What does that mean? No, I'm saying if Keep you get into up. a brawl at 35,000 feet. I'm going to use that next time I'm out, Rich, and there's a potential situation. Keep it up. You're going to lose. That is a, 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 child, a childish 
Manch- like he's basically saying he'll he will continue this what argument. Can we do? Like, can is, we he gonna, a, is he going to come at me? If you're this and, person, uh, call take me down physically, yeah. or he's going to, or he's going to, or he's going to bring the steward or can stewardess in, and therefore I will lose. He'll get the pilot in. I thought I said to Susie, maybe he's an air marshal <laughs> with a kid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Can we get this guy to like? He a- was talking up the guy across the aisle behind me. Best friends, they were like chit chatting. Can we ask if this, guy, if this guy's listening? Can he was he, like bipolar. Can he tweet one of us and try to explain his side on the show? Actually, and bleep this up. F- him. I don't want him calling in. <laughs> Time code that one, Law. Write it down. Oh boy, <laughs> things just got real. F- him. <laughs> Keep it up. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. I'm telling you, that is a new phrase in this podcast. T-shirt. <laughs> T-shirt number two. That's the prize t-shirt for winning two. our contest. Keep it up. You're going to lose. lose T-shirt. That is a T-shirt. That's a T-shirt. So, uh, Keep we, it up. You're going to lose. It's a T-shirt. We are. We are. <laughs> one- <laughs> okay. This is, this is nuts. This has gone off. But the, it's true, though. This nuts. story happened. This story happens. End of the vacation. Yeah, my flight back was uh, smooth sailing. Yeah, how was that? <laughs> how was, how was I got it? a free upgrade to first class. Hey. It was beautiful. No, oh, I think, didn't you tweet out a picture of your in-flight meal? That was the last trip, right? Oh, okay. But this was the new one. Um, but no, so Fabiano, I, I did I did talk to him. We had some, some conversations yeah. on, on how he missed it. And he was scrambling for... For excuses, but he legitimately was in the in the hangout. It went long because at the Google Plus. Which, by the way, Google, I did my draft. Minus, right? I did a draft on Sunday night. Google, with, yeah, he was Google minus with, that day, that which a is a great line. line. But I did a, th- that was a great line. I did a draft Sunday night with some high school buddies, <laughs> and the Google Hangout feature it was good. It's awesome. That's you can all see each other, chat. Really cool thing. Very good. Uh, that's on NFL.com. Yes. All right. Very good, guys. Um, later on the week, Aaron Andrews. Absolutely. That'll be fun. Can't wait. Okay, and then we'll figure out mess. and we'll figure out where to uh what we're going to give away for our contest. Choose the Super Bowl contestants, the Super Bowl winner, the MVP, League MVP, League not a, MVP, not Bowl, League right. MVP, Coach of the Year, Rushing Champ. Rushing Champ. That's it. At the Eisen podcast. Hashtag, Hashtag REP picks. Yep. I like it. It's great. I like it. And if you win, you get a keep it up, you're going to lose shirt. <laughs> I got to call the folks at Busted Tees. Let's get another one. Jeez. And if I miss, miss any of those bleeps, uh, let me know. <laughs> Tweet me. I think there, I think there were two, right? There were two F-bombs. No, we got them. I'm All sorry. Right. I'm working it out. Thank you. We'll be back later this week. Thank you very much. That'll wrap it up. Stay listening to 